0: Welcome to episode 13 of the Preaching Donkey podcast. I'm your host, Lane Sebring, and we have a great episode for you today. It's just me. It's a solo episode. There is no guest. Next week, episode 14, I'm going to have Ron Edmondson on. It's going to be awesome. He's done a ton, uh, and you're going to really benefit from his interview. He ha- He's just a rock star in Christian leadership, and he's been doing this a long time and he's got a lot of influence and he's got a lot of wisdom to share. So definitely make sure that you listen to episode 14 that's coming up a week from today. But today, I'm actually really excited about what I wanna talk to you about. I released a YouTube video on the YouTube channel, which by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, welcome. Be sure to give this video a like, reply in the comments, let me know what you think. And if you're listening on Apple Podcast or Google Play, Spotify, any of those, places. Uh, Thank you for listening. It's great to have you. And um, if you haven't subscribed over on YouTube, definitely subscribe on YouTube because there's more content there. I don't publish everything to the podcast. But I put out a video a couple weeks ago uh, that I called the four questions every speaker should ask before speaking. And what I was talking about was questions about can people hear me? Can they understand me? Do they know what I'm saying? Do they know why I'm saying it? Things like that. So if you haven't listened to that video or watched that video, go watch it. Um, it's, it's some practical considerations to keep in mind before you get up and speak. Well, I had a, uh, a subscriber comment, and he gave four more questions. And I felt like these questions were so practical that I wanted to make an entire podcast episode around... These questions and why uh, I think each one of them are really helpful to consider. The, these go to a level of practicality uh, that I think is really. Some of these are are so obvious, but that's why they're often overlooked, and that's why they're often not done. Like we don't ask the obvious questions sometimes, and we really suffer. And I read through these four questions that he. Asked, uh, or that he said that he asks before he gets up and speak, and I just thought I got to share. This. this is too good, so I'm going to give credit to him. His name is Andrew Desco, and you can see his comment there. He says, "Great questions. I personally have four more. I'm going to read all four of them, and then we're going to go through each one one by one. And I think this is going to be helpful for everyone watching and listening." Number one, what is my time frame? Number two, what happens immediately before and after I speak? Number three, is everything working? Then he says, especially related to technology that enhances the presentation. And then number four, what is the first thing I'm going to say? And then he says, this helps me prepare so I'm not fumbling around on stage. This is awesome. So let's get into this. Uh, We're going to break down each one of these questions. And I'm going to give my comments and why I think they're so important to to ask, and to know the answer of before you get up and speak. Before we get into it, I want to offer you my free 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. You can go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. If you haven't downloaded the guide yet, it's a really helpful three-week, three-step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a message that's compelling and life-changing. So it's really kind of the first step here in the Preaching Donkey world. If you want to go past YouTube and past the podcast and uh, get on the email list so that you get exclusive content. It is how you make your first step into that world. And I would love to invite you to do that. So as a free gift, I want to give that to you. And when you get that, I'm going to send you the 21-day guide, but you also get, also for free, another guide uh, on how to study the Bible for a sermon. So all that is coming your way. All you got to do is go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. All right. Number one, what is my time frame? So this is this is perhaps the most important question when it comes to actually designing your message. Howard Hendricks was a uh, professor over at Dallas Theological Seminary, and he talked about the question that he would ask when he was going to go guest speak somewhere, or guest lecture, or guest speak. I mean, guest preach. Every single. Time, He would say, first thing, how much time do I have? And his contention was that a 25-minute talk was way more difficult to deliver than a 55-minute talk. Because if I only have 25 minutes, and that's my time frame, and I want to respect it, which, by the way, if you're a guest speaker, you got to respect the time frame. If it's your church, and, and you've told the people who designed the worship service and you've told the kids workers or whoever, hey, my sermon's gonna be 35 minutes and that's what they're expecting, but you routinely go 48, 49, 50 minutes, adjust the expectation. Okay, if you want to preach a long a long sermon, that's fine. It's totally up to you. But one of the biggest pet peeves I have is when pastors are just not honest with themselves about how long-winded they are. It just frustrates everybody. If you want to preach a long time and you're good enough to do it, you have to be pretty skilled to hold people's attention for that long. But if you can do it and you prefer to preach a long time, that's fine. Just set the expectation that that's what you're doing. But I really think the shorter your sermon is to a point, it forces you to only include what's really the best in it, the best material, the best of what you have to say. And the most important thing you want to get across. But that's for a different day. I've got lots of content over on YouTube about sermon length. You can go check it out. But here's the question. What is my time frame? If you know that you've got 25 minutes, you you have to adjust your message to fit within 25 minutes. If you're told you've got 40 minutes and it's a hard deadline, well, then you know, hey, I got 40 minutes. And you might even be staring at a countdown clock timeframe is huge. You have to know how much time you have and you have to respect it. I think that's a great question. Number two, what happens immediately before and after I speak? This is huge. This is a big deal. What song is going to be sung right before I get up? If there's worship before the before the sermon, which is very common, what are we singing right away, Right right before I get up? What's the tone of that song? For me, if it's a song I don't know, I'll read through the lyrics of it because I want to know what mood is being set, what tone is being set right before I get up. Is it a very energetic tone where I'm going to be getting up as uh, just on a high or is it very mellow Then the worship leader is going to pray and then I get up to speak? And I've been in both situations. Uh, The church that I was at for 10 years in D.C., Most of the way we would do it there is we would kind of bring it down just a notch or so, okay, from the high energy worship set that we would have at the beginning, we'd bring it down, it would be a little bit more mellow, then the worship leader would pray, then you would step onto stage right then. Well, that's much different, Uh, it's a much different tone than the church I'm in now where uh, the worship set ends on quite a high and then it goes to a bumper video, like a 45 second Um, teaser kind of intro to the series and the sermon for the day. And while that's playing, the stage is being transitioned from uh, worship to bringing the TV out, the stool, all that kind of stuff for the sermon. Well, when when we get on stage to preach, it's a much more energetic experience. So it's helpful to know what's going to happen right before I get up to speak, because that's gonna set the tone for the first things that I say, the, the, the way I carry myself, the tone that I have. I will say, having been in both situations, I much prefer the high energetic entry to the stage. I do not like starting on a, a mellow, kind of down, uh, there's, there's times where that might be appropriate and the situation might call for that, but I much prefer it to be energetic. That's just preferential. There's nothing right, wrong, or indifferent about doing it however you want. I'm just saying as a speaker, it's so much more fun to come out where there's high energy. And one of the things that I teach at Preaching Donkey is kind of the three principles of starting your sermon is you want to start high, you want to start clear, and you want to start now. What that means, when I say start high, I don't mean you're doing recreational drugs. I'm talking about you start energetically. You start with a lot of energy. Okay, um, and then clear, start clear. That is, you have a lot of clarity to your message, right? People know what you're saying. They know why you're saying it. Uh, they have You've built some interest and intrigue and tension around where you're going with the sermon, but it's very clear to people why they should listen and why it matters, and you start now. In other words, you, from out of the gate, you are getting out there and getting after it. Start high, start clear, start now. If you keep that in mind, it really helps at the beginning of your message. So that's why I really like the more energetic feel of, you know, people are, we got high energy, we're doing something really cool, and and it's exciting and great, and then step out on stage and get going with the message. Okay, what happens immediately before and after, okay? So what am I leading into, right? When I step off the stage, what's going to happen immediately next? Are we going to sing a song Am, am I just cl- closing in prayer and we're all going home? Is there going to be just someone coming up and giving announcements? Am I supposed to give uh, an invitation or some kind of altar call or response time? So when I get through doing the thing that, that I'm doing and I, I say my last thing and I walk off, what's happening next? In my case, it's a song, right? And, and if I, I know the song, and I always make sure that I do, if I know the song that's coming up, I might reference the message of that song in kind of my closing thoughts. I might say something like, hey, here in just a minute we're going to stand and we're going to sing these words and here's why it's important and here's the difference it's going to make and here's how it relates to the message. Or it's just something that connects what I'm saying to what we're about to declare together in corporate worship. So I think that's a really important question. So, what's my time frame? What happens before and after? Number 3, is everything working? And he says, especially related to technology that enhances the presentation. This is huge. Is everything working? Uh, this is why I think run-throughs, like a full worship run-through is so vital. We do this before the first service of the day. We do a complete run-through. Like start to fit, not a not a practice, not a rehearsal. I mean, it is like lights, camera, action, everybody in place. We do everything we're about to do an hour and a half later, Okay. So first service is at nine. So at about eight in the, or about 730 in the morning, we do a full-blown, like, you know, we run the videos. The worship team gets up there. They sing every song. The campus pastor gets up there, does the announcements, does the giving talk. I mean, we do it all. And then whoever's speaking that day gets up on stage and um gives, kind of synopsizes their message. And what we're doing that for is to make sure that our slides on the on the TV are all in sync. So the people in the media room are clicking through the slides as we're saying, okay, the next thing I'm going to talk about is this. The next thing I'm going to talk about is this. The next thing I'm going to talk about is this. And that ensures that our mic is working. That ensures that our slides are working. That ensures that everything is, is just how it's supposed to be. Okay. And by the way, nobody's in the room at this point. It's just the worship band and, and the people that run tech. That's it. So if something goes wrong, it's fine. And uh, so when we get through with that, we pray for for the day. So where we typically would close in prayer at the end of a sermon, we still close in prayer, but we're praying for the volunteers that are there setting up, the people that are about to walk into the door just you know, within about a half an hour, people are gonna start arriving. So we pray for them, we pray for the day. Then we walk off the stage and the band comes up and they sing the song that they're gonna sing at the end of the service. And what that does is it ensures that everything's working for the day. Everything's ticking along. Um, If there's something broken, we fix it. If there's a projector bulb that's messing up, or if there's a speaker that's not working right, or somebody's mic isn't working, we fix it. So that's the number one thing I would suggest. The other very practical thing is ask the people that are at front of house, at the tech booth, at the sound booth, whatever you call it at your church, When they put your mic on you, okay. when they put your countryman face mic or they put your lapel on or they give you a handheld, however you're going to be mic'd, you want to ask them if it's going to remain on and they're going to mute it and unmute it from the the console or if you're expected to turn it on and off Um, because what you don't want to do is walk up onto stage and start talking and no one can hear you and you go, oh, is this on? Okay, hold on. Let me get the pack out. Okay, I got to figure out, is this, you know, is this on? You, you want to avoid that. So if it's your church, you probably know the system, but it's really helpful to know, okay, should I just leave this on the whole time and you're going to take care of muting and unmuting or do I need to turn it on and off? And if so, how do I do that? Okay, what, how do I know it's on? How do I know it's off? Uh, that's number three. And then number four, what is the first thing I'm going to say? This helps me prepare so I'm not fumbling around on stage. This is great. I talk about this in anytime time I uh, teach on video or in blogs or whatever about how to deal with nervousness before you preach. If, if that's something that you deal with, one of the best ways to mitigate that nervousness is to think about and really rehearse the very first things you're gonna say, okay? The first one minute that you're up there saying words, what are those words are gonna be? How are you gonna say them? What, what is the sequence? And then practice that, okay? What are the words that you're going to say right away? That goes back to start high, start clear, start now. If I know that I'm going to walk out on stage, open, you know, set my Bible down and my notes very quickly, and then I'm going to engage the audience. Hey, everybody, welcome to One Life Today. My name's Land. It's so great to have you here. Today, we're continuing our series called da-da-da-da, where we're going to talk about da-da-da-da-da. That reminds me of a story, blah, blah, blah. That, if that's the first words I'm going to say, I want to know that. And I wanna be able to, to deliver those uh, well and compellingly and clear when I walk out there on stage. So those are four really great practical questions and I appreciate Andrew for commenting and leaving that there. So I want to hear from you in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. What other questions would you consider before you speak? What other things do you want to take in, into consideration? And which one of these is maybe something that you're going to implement now that you've heard this? If you're listening on Apple Podcast or somewhere else, you can email me or go over to YouTube and comment. I'd love to hear from you. It's so awesome. When I do, definitely make sure to go check out the 21-day guide at preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. And again, next week, we've got Ron Edmondson, on the podcast. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see you then. Until next time, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.